Bible says that God made the first man and woman in his own image. What does that mean, and why is it important? What is the image of God? That's our topic this week on Creation Magazine Live. It's reasonable and logical to be a Christian, and we'll discuss yet another reason why on today's podcast. Welcome to Creation Magazine Live. My name is Richard Fangrad. And I'm Matt Bondi. All right. Now, this week on Creation Magazine Live, our topic is, what is this image of God? Mm. What is it that God gave to humans, but not to any other creature? Man in the image of God. Have you ever thought about what that <laughs> means? Well, it can't refer to a bodily, biological form, since God is spirit, right. and uh, man is earthly. Uh, but it's not quite that simple, right? No. Uh, we'd like to somehow see man's body, which is a very real part of man, included in the image of God. Language and creativity, two important parts of the image, are impossible without a body. Yeah. We speak uh, with our mouths and we write with our hands and any kind of creativity, painting, music, sculpture, and inventing, uh, building things, this involves our bodies. So our bodies must somehow be a part of the image. That's, yeah, that's right. And God, the Almighty, agreed to share with man dominion and authority over the animal kingdom. Let's, let's throw that into the mix. And that's in Genesis 1.28. We read there, and God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That activity involves a body as well as a mind. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and not only that, the Son of God honored the human body by becoming flesh and dwelling among us, yes. as is recorded in John 1.14. And it says... Uh, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, back to the original question here, what is the image of God? What's the image of God, yeah. Uh, well, let's start by reviewing the creation account, the creation of man. The occasion is the, it's the sixth day of creation week, and after God had prepared the earth for us to live, after He created all, all the fish and birds and, and the other animals and so on, uh, these were all created by divine fiat, which means that God commanded or willed each event to happen, and it happened, and it was done. But in the case of the creation of man, of humans, there's a difference. The inspired record reveals, And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Mm -hmm. Now, in this intriguing verse, God seems to be talking to someone. Yeah. Uh, Calvin, the great uh, Geneva theologian, said, this is the language of one apparently deliberating or as he enters into consultation. Mm -hmm. uh, now, many other commentators refer to this as a counsel. Uh, but if this is so, with uh, whom is God counsel counseling or yeah. consulting and why? Does, does the Bible give us any hint? Well, we can be sure that it does. Uh, since God is all-knowing, he doesn't, he doesn't need counselors, right? right? the consultation must have taken place within the Godhead, mm -hmm. between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And, and, and by the way, Jesus is the creator. You, you know that, right? Uh, his existence didn't begin when he became human about 2,000 years ago. Right. Hebrews 1 verse 2 tells us, But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. So, so when God made the universe, he did so by his Son, the Son of God. Jesus is the creator. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, God could have easily have commanded the creation of man by his own words. Um, that's what he did when, in the case of animals and plants, but he right. chose not to. 
you know, man isn't a close cousin of animals or a distant relative of primitive plant life, and man didn't evolve from slime either. Uh, he is someone great, wonderful, and different, the pinnacle of all God's works, and a special expression of the divine nature created by God's own personal activity. God introduces him with the honor of an intimate deliberation on the part of the Godhead. And so right at the beginning, there's something different about the creation of humans than anything else in creation. We are talking about the image of God in humans. Yes. What is the image of God? When God created man in his own image, he did it in such a way that mankind, uh, both men and women, would resemble God in certain ways. We can right. make four points about what the image of God entails. All right, the first one is that it's not a physical likeness, but, as we just discussed, although God is spirit and doesn't have a body like we do, like man does, uh, when he appeared visibly to people, according to the Old Testament record, he often did so in the form of a human body. Like in, for example, Genesis 18, where he appeared to Abraham, and in Genesis 32, where he appears to Jacob. Also, the human body was the form in which the Son of God would be incarnated, or made in the likeness of man, as it's uh, described in Philippians 2.7. Yeah. So God made man in that bodily form that he himself would one day assume. Okay. All right, so a second point. Uh, the first point is that it's not a physical likeness, but there, there are some discussion points uh, worth considering there. The second thing we can say about what the image of God is, is that it is a mental likeness. Yeah, you see, God endowed man with a mind capable of hearing and understanding God's communication with him, uh, emotions capable of responding to God in love and devotion, and a will, enabling him to choose whether or not to obey God. Man was thus equipped not only to love God and obey him forever, but also to do God's work on earth, to govern the creation in cooperation with his creator. That's right, yeah. Uh, now, that's seen in God's command to Adam and Eve that they exercise dominion over the earth and its animals. And we just read that text a few minutes ago. That's in Genesis 1, verse 28. So the dominion mandate is to take care of the earth using its resources wisely. In order to do that, mankind needs to investigate how the world works. Right. And that's what science is all about. Yeah. Now, part of this dominion mandate after the fall is to grow food. The breeding of animals and plants, for example, to produce more food and fiber has long been recognized as part of our dominion. Yeah, right. And e even before the fall, it's seen in Adam's task of cultivating the garden. That command that was before the fall in Genesis 2.15. Uh, and in that statement, Adam gave names to a portion of the animals on the earth. Not all of the animals, but a portion of the animals, most of the animals anyway. Mm -hmm. Now, man's intellectual gifts can be seen in his ability to design things and then make them. Uh, to appreciate beauty, to compose music, to paint pictures, to write, to count to large numbers and do mathematics, to control and use energy for his own benefit, like fire, electricity, nuclear power, for example, uh, to organize, to reason, to make decisions, to be self-conscious, to think abstractly, and to laugh at himself. Yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> All this behavior is non-instinctive right. and different from animal behavior. And because of that, it's uh, unlimited in variety. Yes, yeah, great variety there. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we, the, there's two points so far regarding what the image of God might include or not include. So point one, it's not a physical likeness, but we've already talked about the, the, uh, the, the there's some talking points there. Uh, number two, it is a mental likeness. The third point we can make is that it is a moral likeness. Okay, so what that means is that only mankind, 
of all God's creatures has a spirit or God consciousness that has the capacity for knowing God and holding spiritual closeness with him through yeah. prayer, praise, and worship. Right. Uh, and since the fall in Genesis chapter 3, man has had an inborn moral awareness of good and evil or consciousness, which uh, he perceives in his spirit. Right, yeah. And, and think about this. Man was originally made not only innocent, uh, in other words, without sin, but also holy. Uh, otherwise, Adam could not have had a close relationship with a perfectly holy God. He had to be perfectly holy, as we need to be perfectly holy. And that's mm -hmm. confirmed by Genesis 1, verse 31, where God says that he made everything, in, including people, mm -hmm. very good. Genesis 1, verse 31. Uh, and that wouldn't have been the case, obviously, if man had been morally imperfect. Right. And it would not have been very good. Uh, Adam, people would not have been able to have that closeness in mm -hmm. relationship mm -hmm. Uh, that, that was, was part of the original plan before sin. Right. We're defining the parameters of the image of God, that, that image of God that he put into Adam and Eve. What is the image of God? Now, we've covered three points already. Mm -hmm. Let's have a look. Point one, it's not a physical likeness, and we discussed some challenges that need to be considered there. Uh, point two, it is a mental likeness. Point three, it is a moral likeness. And here's point four. It's a social likeness. But that doesn't mean that God's on Facebook, right? No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> it's actually incomparably greater than Facebook. Yes. God's social nature and his love is seen in the doctrine of the Trinity. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned that a few minutes ago. God, who is love, created man with a social nature and a need for love. The statement in Genesis 3.8 that they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day suggests that Adam and Eve uh, enjoyed fellowship with God Maybe on a daily basis. Right, yeah. Uh, God also provided for human fellowship and love in a very special and intimate way. Before he created Eve, he said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. That's in Genesis 2.18. Uh, and, and he made Eve out of a bone taken from Adam. A fact that Jesus used in his debate with the Pharisees to uphold the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman, the intimacy of love within that marriage relationship. Hmm. So there are four points to consider yeah. if you've ever wondered uh, what the image of God is. And uh, there are more things to think about as well uh, relating to these points. Uh, one of the things sure. we could highlight is the differences between animals and people. Uh, we can think of man as placed halfway between God and animals, physiologically and anatomically. Man is like an animal. Uh, he even shares uh, the genetic code with, with animals. We do, yes. Uh, now, evolutionists have a very different view on the differences or, or, or the similarities right. between humans and animals. Uh, to them, we're, we're, we're human primates, right? And, and, and much of our behavior is controlled by Pavlovian conditioned reflexes, uh, that type of thing. But, but back in the real world, the Genesis account recognizes important similarities and differences between man and the animals. Mm -hmm. So let's look at uh, some similarities first. Yeah. Regarding man, uh, we read that God formed man in the dust of the ground in Genesis 2.7. Uh, in the same way, the Bible records, now the Lord has formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field. That's in Genesis uh, 2.19. So uh, there's, there are similarities. Okay, even in the account there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another important similarity should be noted uh, where animals are described as living creatures. There, that's in Genesis 1.20. Mm -hmm. And man as a living being or soul in Genesis 2 verse 7. The, the Hebrew word nephesh 
is used for both. Uh, the word conveys a, a sense of, of a breathing creature, something like that. Right. Uh, it, it's used throughout the Old Testament uh, to also convey a sense of emotions or feelings or consciousness. Mm -hmm. Animals, in, in, in the everyday sense of the word, and humans both possess this quality, this nefesh quality mm -hmm. of life. Uh, now, at the time of the flood, we are told that everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Okay, and that's all nefesh life yeah. there. Now, later, it's explained that this, this life, this nefesh quality, is in the blood. The life is in the blood in Genesis 9, verse 4. So this breathed-in life, this nefesh quality, is not the essential factor that distinguishes man from animals, since some animals uh, are also called nefesh. They share this, this quality of life. On the other hand, plants aren't called nefesh. They don't have blood, which is linked to this nefesh life. Uh, they're, they're different than animals. Uh, that's evident in the account of uh, Cain and Abel, for example, where Cain's sacrifice of plants wasn't acceptable to God because there was no blood, unlike Abel's sacrifice of animals from his flock. Hebrews 9.22 says this famous verse, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. So you have that, that, that animals have blood and humans have blood. So there's a similarity anyway. Right, yes. And this helps us understand the gospel and how sins are forgiven through the shedding of blood. It does. Um, yes. But also the sacrificial system before Christ. You see, all people have sinned from the most kind, generous, and loving person uh, to the most evil. Yeah. All of us yeah. have failed to be as good as God is. Yes. Uh, now, sin cannot dwell in the presence of a holy God, so the only way to be in heaven is to be sinless. So right. before Christ, God made a provision that animals could substitute for people. Right. So people didn't need to shed their own blood to pay for their sins. Uh, an animal's blood could be shed on their behalf as a payment for their sins because of the similarities between people and animals. Right, yes. But because of the differences between people and animals, animals don't actually take away sins because they're not a perfect substitute. They're not human. Uh, the, the first few verses of Hebrews 10 uh, puts it this way, For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. But in these sacrifices there is a reminder of the sins every year. And here, here's the key sentence, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Mm -hmm. And again, that's because animals are different than humans. Right. Uh, contrary to what evolution says, we did not evolve from animals. Uh, we were made in the image of God. Jesus is the perfect substitute since he was fully human and in the lineage of Adam as all other humans are. Yeah. He is our likeness, our kinsman, our kinsman redeemer, yes. and he actually paid the price for sin for all believers for all time, yeah. both those yeah. living long ago in the Old Testament times and for us today. That's right. That's the good news. Yeah. And you can become a Christian by recognizing that truth. That's the first step, that Jesus paid the price for your sins. Amen. It begins with that recognition and then involves repentance or a turning away from sin and a turning toward Christ, making Christ not you, the Lord of your life. And that involves understanding and applying those biblical truths, applying those truths to your life. Mm -hmm. uh, with Christ now living in you, enabling you to do that, you'll progressively overcome more areas of sin in your life. That's called mm -hmm. sanctification, progressive sanctification. If that characterizes your life, you're a Christian. Yeah. And if it doesn't, 
you're not. Yeah, exactly. And we hope that everyone watching this show makes Christ Lord of their lives. Yes. Uh, we recognize that there are hindrances, stumbling blocks uh, that people have to becoming Christians. Um, but one of the big ones is that many people just don't trust the Bible. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but we've seen so many people come to realize that the Bible can be trusted. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, that's what Creation Ministries does. That's what we do. Uh, we help to remove the stumbling blocks that prevent people from trusting the Scripture. And once that's done, we see people coming to Christ. Yes. Here's just one uh, recent example. Uh, this person says, Hi, I'd just like to thank CMI for all your articles on astronomy, evolution, history, and the validity of the Bible. One of my strongest arguments against God's existence was secular science, and I thought it was without flaw. I held such arrogance towards creationists and Christians in general, yeah. especially Christian scientists. But all your articles helped me in my journey to find the truth regarding God and the formation, uh, in other words, creation of the universe. I would never have come to Christ if it were not for the work of the scientists at CMI. You've been a huge part of my journey to Jesus, and I'd like to thank you for that. Here's someone who was a skeptic, but then open-mindedly investigated the truth of the claims of Scripture by looking at articles on our website, for yeah. example, Creation Magazine, whatever it might be, looking at the articles that explain and support what the Bible says, and eventually came to see that the Bible really is the Word of God, and then went on to make Jesus Christ yeah. the Lord of their lives. That's what it's all about. Yeah, amazing. So encouraging to us to get reports like uh, this. Yeah. You know, uh, where people have uh, been impacted uh, through the ministry of CMI by God. So we've mentioned some uh, the similarities between humans and animals. Yeah. Let's continue talking about some of the very significant differences or those things and attributes of God that are only shared with man. Right. Yeah. And we're going to add some details to the list of the four points that, that we already mentioned. Yeah. So uh, what are these special God-like qualities which man is permitted to share? We can mention five. Uh, language, creativity, holiness, immortality, and freedom. Uh, now that list isn't exhaustive, of course. You'll probably be able to add to it. Yeah. Uh, but this can be summed up by saying that man, uh, like God, has an intelligence or a intelligence, mind. Intelligence, yes. Uh, let's begin with language. Mm -hmm. According to uh, the evolutionist, uh, Arthur Kostler, uh, he says, The emergence of symbolic language, first spoken, then written, represents the sharpest break between animals and man. Now, while it's true that birds can sing, dolphins can communicate, uh, a bee finding a succulent honey flower can tell its fellow bees back at the hive the whereabouts of that flower by performing what's called a waggle dance. Uh, it's communication. Uh, but despite large sums of research money, no animal has raised communication above the concrete here and now situation to penetrate kind of the realm of the abstract. That right. hasn't been done. Yeah. Uh, even primates, given all possible opportunities for developing speech, fail to develop true oral speech. Only man communicates by speaking and writing. Uh, according to Dennis Fry in his book, uh, Homo Loquens, Man the Talking Animal, the acquisition of language is the most brilliant achievement of the human brain. Uh, to form a word, an infant has to coordinate breathing, uh, with delicate movements of the palate and tongue. Yeah. Uh, movement by a fraction of a millimeter gives a different sound. Uh, in order to communicate, he has to amass information concerning vocabulary, syntax, uh, phonetic system, grammar, rhythm, um, patterns of intonation, yeah. etc. Yeah. So, so there, there's one language, creativity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, God is creator. 
the great planner of the universe. God has given men and women the ability to procreate new beings in His image. It's kind of cool. Uh, in addition, we have a deep desire to be creative and to find fulfillment in that, and many people do. For example, an industrialist writes, there is more stability among garage mechanics to whom every repair job is different, who meets the customer, who sees the job through, who has the satisfaction of putting the car on the road again, than there is in the motor production line where the whole job has to be de-skilled and where the machine in the form of a line dominates the man who does nothing but turn a nut with a spanner every hour of every day of every week of every year. Mm. Hmm. Hey, animals aren't creative, okay? Right. They endlessly reproduce the same design. Uh, a particular spider constructs a web of constant pattern. Uh, yeah. The song of a bird um, is species-specific, or it mimics that of another bird or human. There's no originality or there's no creativity there. Right. Some, some cool designs yeah. they make, but, but no creativity. Right. Holiness. There's the next one. Before the fall, unsinning, holy Adam and Eve walked in the garden and communed with God. After the fall, man's desires for beauty and holiness are distorted. But a Christian, striving to be more like Christ, can regain some of that holiness that was lost at the fall. Uh, as we read in Ephesians 4, for example, "...put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God." There's to talk about the, the image of God in true righteousness and holiness. Animals have no desire to be holy. Right. <laughs> okay, the next one is immortality. Uh, God is immortal. He has always existed and he will always exist. Uh, we did a show a few weeks ago titled, Who Created God? Yeah. Now that delves into the question more deeply. All humans will exist forever in one of two places, either heaven or hell. Yeah. Now the bodies uh, that we now have will die. Uh, no question about that. Uh, <laughs> but the Bible says that God will give us new bodies that will never die. Um, animals, on the other hand, are not immortal. So there, there's another difference between animals and humans and another way that we alone are similar to God. Right, yeah. Uh, freedom, there's the next one. Uh, God is sovereign and has ultimate unhindered freedom to act within his character. Yes, uh, Adam was created only a little lower than God, uh, as Psalms uh, 8, 5 says, uh, as a free spiritual being. Um, now, after the fall, that freedom was altered. Mm. We now have a sin nature that is part of the character of every person. Uh, and in the same way that God acts within his characteristics, we act within ours, which includes that sin nature. And that's right, yeah. Or, or thinking about the freedom, freedom within a sin nature, we're free to dishonor and rebel against God in the manner that we choose. <laughs> okay. And, and we see great variety of that, right? But both, both in the world around us, we see all kinds of people rebelling against God in very creative ways. And, and, and when the Holy Spirit reveals to, to us and convicts us of our own shortcomings, uh, we see that as well. And we can see great creativity in our freedom to act within, within our sin nature. That's kind of a negative yeah, way of thinking yeah, unfortunately. about it. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's why we need Christ, uh, Christ to be dwelling in us. Absolutely. To, to get us out of this mess. Yeah. So we've just uh, quickly covered five attributes that will help us understand the image of God that is in us. Uh, language, creativity, holiness, immortality, and freedom. Uh, and as we said, there are more, um, but these should be sufficient to make the point that humans are not just the same as animals. Right, yeah. 
and, and we're, we're not just animals. And, and here's a discussion for another time. The implications of that truth are huge. For example, it makes no sense to justify sinful aspects of human behavior because it's seen in the animal kingdom. Right. Uh, another implication, and, and, and this is the most important one, life has purpose and meaning. Humans have intrinsic value because of that image of God that we're created in. Yeah. You know, at CMI, we proclaim the truth about biblical creation and show how the latest science confirms what the Bible uh, and the biblical text says. Uh, and that includes the good news about the perfectly holy creator God uh, and what he did so that we can be made perfectly holy. Yeah. Now, we yeah. encourage you to consider a subscription to Creation Magazine uh, to get more of the kind of in information that uh, we discuss on this show each week. All right, and we'll see you next week. Today's episode was originally formatted for broadcast TV and is available online at the links in the podcast show notes. Both are produced by Creation Ministries International, publishers of Creation Magazine. For more information for the accuracy of the Bible, visit creation.com. You can also donate to the ministry at creation.com slash donate. And thanks for listening.